This is just the usual reminder that this show may contain some adult language and humour and themes that some may find offensive. And all opinions expressed by guests are solely their own. Hello, I'm Damien Edwardson, one half of Art92 and the co-creator of Pre-Mortis, a tale of modern horrors. And welcome to a very special festive edition of Omen to That, the chip-free sporadic podcast series where I will be talking to a selection of guests on a diverse range of topics centred in and around the world of art, comics and all things creative. And on tonight's show we continue our series of podcast specials where I talk to a selection of podcasters about the podcasts they produce, how they came about and what inspired them to do so. So get yourself another glass of eggnog and settle back as we take a special festive look at the art of the Never Iron Anything podcast. On today's show, I'm pleased to be joined by one of the most respected voices in the world of small <laughs> press comics. Stop laughing, Tony. You know it's true. He's a comics editor, reviewer, and writer, and is responsible for titles such as The Brilliant Whore Chronicles, and most recently, the less-than-suitable-for-work extravaganza that is Atomic Hercules. In addition, he's a seasoned podcaster and one-third of the mighty awesome comics podcast team. And in keeping with the festive vibe, yep, it's nearly Christmas as we record this, legend has it, he's got the biggest sack in comics. <laughs> I'm thrilled to say a big hello, ho, ho, do you like that? To the yeah, godfather of Grot, Tony Esmond. Oh, I'm liking this. You all right, mate? Yeah, thanks, man. Good I spent to be seconds. Here. I spent seconds writing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about respected. Most disrespected, I believe, is the phrase. But Never. So, yeah, no, it's good. Thank you, mate. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Second time I was on before, wasn't I? We talked about the reviewing thing, didn't we? You so, were, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I got a lot of good feedback about that actually, because people. Oh, was, well, uh, I know. And yeah, exactly. Claire pulled us both through. Claire was very she? good. Yeah, so, Claire was uh, very good. But no, Claire's, it was good. I'll, I'll tell you what, Claire's great. I use uh, Claire as my proofreader brilliant stuff yeah really good really turns it around fast and then sends me notes that say you made my eyes bleed with the new issue of tommy hercules <laughs> you, don't very nice her, you don't send her tommy hercules i do i do oh, well me and she... me and adam can barely write a sentence you know properly so we have to have someone to proofread it for us but say uh, yeah she's all right yeah she's good to go actually claire yeah, if like you're listening lot. to this claire i apologize on behalf of <laughs> all small press <laughs> brilliant how are you keeping mate you're right yeah good yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, obviously, lockdown still. We're back into it here. We're tier three here, so we've never been out of it. tier three. I think. Oh, of course you haven't. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm convinced they've actually got a secret tier four waiting for us, just to piss Andy Burnham <laughs> off. So, well, you know, there's some kind of announcement. I see. Isn't Boris about to make some announcement this afternoon? Probably. Something? I've got a yeah. suspicion it might be that um, if you live in the northwest, they're going to send crack troops round in the middle of the night just to pick a few of us off just to be sure that we don't spread it you know (laughs) it's been a long time coming well let's face it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) thanks andy yeah if you're listening yeah Yeah. how are you how are you guys yeah we're all right mate we're all right we've um been keeping busy on the art front h has been up to her eyes in pet commissions for the last several months which is good yes she's doing one for me 
Oh, yes, she is. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a bit of an art hole at the moment. I've got loads of stuff to do, but I just, I've just i lost my mojo a bit. So. Girl, if your zapper was great, man. Your zapper led me to go and watch the um, trailer for the new zapper movie. Um, and then I dug out, um, we- was it Weasels Eat My Flesh? I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started playing a bit of that the other day. Weasels yeah. Rip My Flesh. What a beautiful... My guitar wants <laughs> yes. to kill your mama. Oh, oh, I love that song. Terrible cover, that is. This is yeah, welcome yeah. to the Frank Zappa podcast. Um, yeah. I, I actually have a theory that he doesn't feature in as many comics as you'd like because he became a bit... Um, he got he got quite dark, didn't he? Around people mm. using his music and using his image towards the end, he became he, got, he took quite a few people to court, didn't he? I think over the Valley Girl sort of period, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always had a, an idea in the back of my head about him and Tom Waits having a detective agency. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, you know, Frank yeah. and Tom. He's but, another uh, genius. That is oh, is misunderstood misunderstood by millennials. I'm sure they don't get it. You know? No. Yeah. No. But um, yeah, you never know. One day, Frank. I might yeah. even give it away for free, and then I can't get sued. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I'm trying to dig myself out of an artistic hole at the moment. But uh, oh, okay. that, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, young Marty's all right. He's on. He's on these wicked painkillers at the moment. Oh, he's hurt his paw, isn't he? His pad. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he had a piece of metal in his pad, and they dug that out a couple of weeks back, and he was all right. And then he started limping again, and they think he had an infection in it. So they've given some antibiotics okay. and these painkillers he takes. It, give him one of those a night, and he just. Lies on the settee, staring at me with his tongue hanging out. It's quite, it's quite disturbing, actually. But, uh... It's like having me around the house. Yeah. The, 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 we've uh, we've had to put Sharknado on Doggy Prozac because he's just crazy. Oh, yeah. Him. He's um when you wake up with him standing on your chest, growling at your face. <laughs> then we thought we need to do something about this. <laughs> to be fair, that's just like me being around your place, though, Tony, isn't it? That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, but that that was. Uh, Part of the instructions for your rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So you're all excited for the impending festivities? I am. I'm a big fan of Christmas. I'm not I one of these blokes so, yeah. who don't like it. Yeah, I love Christmas. Um, mm. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, the three of us, uh, me, Dan and Vince, we send each other presents. So Dan has, I'm yet to get Vince's, but Dan sent me the Viz Annual for this year, which I've been going Brilliant. through. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I do. I do like it. Um, um, it's the first time I've really had a, a big length of time off because I sort of changed jobs. Right. And um, yeah, I've been going podcast mad, and I've got two issues to write. I'm doing a project with and the next issue, Atomic Hercules, is sort of halfway through. Super. And doing a thing with Daryl Thorpe now. I love Daryl. Talk about working with two people. We've got bags of enthusiasm, and they're like half my age. It's quite nice. So. Mm. Yeah, so mm. I've got, got a bit of writing to do and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah it's good all right. Stuff, what, what about you? You, you a bit of a Christmas lover or? Do love Christmas. Um, obviously, I know for you're a big Mrs. Brown's boys fan. Aren't oh you? Jesus, uh... I, I can't get enough. You know, I mean, <laughs> short of stapling my bollocks to a dartboard, you know, wheeling it down the street, I just can think of nothing more enjoyable. What does anybody? Do you know anybody who likes it? No, I don't. know. I don't. I don't understand it. It's shit. I mean. Yeah. It's just not funny. It's just, it's it's kind of the thing that I suppose 20, 30 years ago would have been on and you would have gone, oh, it's quite amusing that. You know, because it would have fit with other things of a similar ilk, wouldn't it? But yeah. now it's so out of place. It's just... I always wonder because there's parts of it that you think this can't, this can't quite be... I hate to use the right the words politically right, but it can't really. This dude dressing up as a it, I don't know whether it something feels off about it. Yeah. But I think the BBC keep, must keep it going. It's a bit like do you remember when Mind Your Language was on? Yeah, it was they, the yeah. most racist program. But the ITV kind of went, yeah, but it's popular. 
You know, yeah. I wonder if the BBC say, oh, yeah, we have got this dude who dresses up as a woman. Yeah, it's slightly insulting, but it is very popular. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah. I wonder if that's why. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, mate. I don't get it. It's funny because I saw an advert the other day for, um, you know, like video DVD, sorry, video, Christ, listen to me, <laughs> DVD <laughs> box sets. And you know what they yeah. were advertising as the one of the top titles? It wasn't up the elephant around the castle with Jim Davidson because I bought a copy of that no. for a joke in a charity shop. Love um, thy neighbour. Oh my god! Yeah. But the thing, the thing about people forget about love thy neighbour is the white guy in that was the villain, wasn't he? It was. He was a complete arsehole, wasn't he? That was <laughs> racist, <laughs> to be fair. But and his black his black neighbour is like the nice guy, isn't yeah. he? He's like the one. Yeah. But yeah, it's a funny it's one. Just, it's just a strange one to you know put back out there. On you yeah, know, because you think time, a lot yeah. of people wouldn't wouldn't even know what it was and might pick it up and think you know, and it's just the kind of you know, I mean, even though it was it was doing that typical thing of you know the the racist guy was the idiot quite obviously, but there's a lot of languages. There it, is a lot, it, yeah, think, and and kind of yeah. jokey quote terms that actually you know weren't funny then really, but were just common commonly used. <laughs> yeah, we, so we, had, we had a whole strain time. of we had a whole strain of sort of sitcom that just wasn't fucking funny at all. Was it really? Do. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. I think we've highlighted some of the classics there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then we've got the modern day unfunny sitcom um, Miranda, whatever the fuck that was meant to be. Genius, out of genius. Fucking yeah. Hell. I've had funnier <laughs> cramp. But, uh, anyway, we're not getting into the festive spirit here, are we, Tony? We're, no, we're, that's it. You know, because yeah. I've just picked up the Radio Times and it's full of nothing but reruns of Love Thy Neighbour and, uh, you know, <laughs> Jim <laughs> Davidson specials. So we're going to lose <laughs> listeners here, mate. So I think we should crack on with uh, with the reason yep. that we're here, which is to talk about your very well-received Never Eyeing Anything podcast. I love it. I mean, I, I'm a bit behind, but I, I tend to try and listen to it in chunks. Oh, it's very kind of you, mate. Yeah, it was, uh, thank you. No, and it's Thanks for coming on. You've been on. You and H have both been on and been very we good. Have, yeah. yeah, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I was probably the worst guest you've ever had, to be fair, but that gets I, off. I do think no, um, it's a fascinating, I mean, we'll come on to it a bit more a little bit later on. We'll talk in detail about it. And again, the purpose of this series is I'm talking to people who produce podcasts that I really enjoy and I love listening okay. to. And the yeah, idea of this is that, yeah. to dig a bit deeper. And hopefully, if people listen to this who aren't aware of some of them, that they'll, they'll enjoy them as well, you know. But if anybody is listening to this, and I doubt anybody listening to this doesn't know who you are, either from, you know, your <laughs> comics work or your appearances on those crime watch mugshot their, boards and yeah, stuff say on, on their blocked lists <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or your, your infamous turn on game for a laugh um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kelly kelly was never the same after that i think no, no. <laughs> reminds me i've got a very good story about jeremy beadle after as well me too i've got one as well mm. it doesn't involve him but involves a joke involving him which i'll tell you later it's probably not, the same joke i've got <laughs> it's not suitable for air <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, great. So just for if anybody isn't aware of, of Tony, the legend Desmond, then uh, oh, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your history with particularly around comics, things like that, and how you got interested in podcasting? Yeah, well, thank you, man. It's very kind of you to say so. And um, yeah, I'm far from a legend. I'm just a sort of I actually sort of fell into it. Um, I never planned to do any do a, be a podcast or anything like that. I just sort of I think I'd done I think Vince and I'd become well, we knew each other somewhat. Um, Vince Hunter, I do 
ACP with. I think we'd, we'd met a couple of times. I think we met at the British Library when he did one of Paul Gravett's comic cat conventions or day convention things. Right. And uh, he was at the top of the he was at the top of the escalator and a bit bored. And I went and saw him there and had a chat. And then we met again at Nottingham, and I did a, a write up of the new issue of Red Mask. And we sort of just would message each other. And he said, you fancy doing the podcast? And I said, all right, yeah, sounds good. And then it sort of went a bit silent for a while when he was sort of prepping it. Yeah. Um, And during that time, I did an episode of 11 o'clock just as sort of as a guest on there because I was pals with them. Um, And it just sort of went on from there. I didn't – I never intended to be anything like that. It just sort of – I got invited on and sort of went – because I'm sort of – I like to think I'm game for a challenge and a game for a laugh, obviously. But yeah. the um, I just sort of got into it and uh, and and just enjoyed it. I think from there, and then obviously the, the one I do myself it became something else. But yeah, we 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 do, we do it. I think Vince said it on your show. Me, Dan, and him, we do it, and we t- till we stop enjoying it. And yeah, honestly, it's a proper highlight of the week. Is we just laugh and it, oh, Christ, I might we be in prison if anyone heard the <laughs> the bits that don't go on. There. <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's just good, and um, I often joke to Falpy about this. I say, I've I, the only friends I have are the uh, people I either work with or who or who are into comics. Yeah. I said if I have friends and they're they're not you know they're into comics, and one day they came up to me and said, oh, I'm a bit bored with comics. I might get into uh, um, jazz or something. And I go, all right, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I I just it's just I just love it so much. I, I just, it's just been a sort of lifelong addiction, really. I suppose. I think that's the thing with. Um listening to you talk obviously i've heard you talk i mean obviously i listen to awesome comics thank you greatest small press podcast out there in my opinion (laughs) and if you argue then you're wrong um yeah i I love that and i love i was saying to um, vince as well you know i love the dynamic you you three guys have because it's um it's We've we've never got to the point where we've insulted each other uh and we do insult each other a lot but never to the point where we yeah anyone's taken offense you know we could we we literally throw insults at each other for the whole show pretty much yeah and i don't um, yeah. i don't think um dan in particular could take offense could he really because <laughs> i mean i've tried <laughs> and he still has not it um but no i just love the dynamic that you have because it does genuinely sound like you know three mates that and i thought you'd known each other like most of your yeah. lives that's the strange thing and i was saying to vince again you know i couldn't believe that that you'd only met a few years prior um in relation to dan thank you mate but in relation to dan um i'd only met him the night before we recorded or the, the two days before really? we recorded yeah wow. so because we knew it was happening um I, I messaged him and he works in the sort of um in southwark and it was it was a sort of walk from where i was working at the time and I said, well, why didn't we meet up for a coffee? And we met up for a half an hour coffee before we got the train home. And it's the first time we've ever met. Wow. Um, we'd spoken amazing. to each other online before that, but not, yeah. 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 It's, it's an incredible podcast and um, it's really enjoyable. And I don't know. I mean, I was talking to Vince, as I say, and, and he was talking about how he went away and he, you know, he, he kind of beavered away on getting getting things tested and then he knew when it was time to come back and launch with you guys. And I think yeah. it's just, you know, that's Vince all over though, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and I think it was down to I like to refer to Vince Hunt as my my Vince, um, but the Vince who's on Eleven O'clock Comics, we went to him um, because I was friends with him. I said, "Do you mind if um, my buddy, you know, messaged you and you could talk him through the recording process?" Yeah, and I know Vince went to him as well, and he was very helpful. Yeah, and um, and that's a great podcast, man. I mean, they're 
double double digit years now and yeah. you know and i think they're over 700 is it now i think that's right um and listen, i live i've listened every week um to them forever and we we meet up when i'm in new york and stuff and uh very kindly i, I was on a, a slack stream with them the other day mm. a chatting and they said um we think of you as our sort of british cousins and it was the best moment i was oh, there wow. a really established bunch of guys who have all you know have, have led a lot of what I've, my reading choices have been for many years yeah. um yeah and they're they're a good bunch man they're really nice people yeah so with podcasting then i mean because i'm like with most things i'm quite new to all this but i haven't been listening to podcasts for that long probably only a couple of years really right but i was yeah. one of those people that when they said about streaming tv i remember turning to <laughs> yeah, it it's going yeah, that's yeah. a load of fucking shit isn't it you know you, yeah. you're gonna choose what you're watching when you watch it and uh <laughs> now the thought all of these... having to sit and watch something live horrifies me. <laughs> yeah, all these weird people who want to uh, who want to take their their um, VHS cassette tapes into the charity shop. What's wrong with you? I know. Why haven't you kept? What, what if the VHS comes back? Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. Actually, it probably will at this point, won't it? Um, yeah. So, what kind of podcasts were you listening to early on? Then you sent me this to, to have a have a think about, mm. and um, it's hard to go back that long. I, it, it's I was I think. I was trying to think about the first time I ever listened to this sort of thing. And back early on when I was listening to, so before 11 o'clock, there was a, a podcast called Bullpen Bulletins, which uh, Vince yeah. adapted. And um, before 11 o'clock was uh, Around Comics, which is Chris Neesman, who ended up on 11 o'clock comics for a while, and a couple of other guys. And I used to download them on the old version, the old, old version of iTunes and burn them to disc and play them in the car. So I still got a few of them left, actually, where they were sort of hung about. Wow, and I used to do a lot of driving, so I used to burn them off. But even before that, now I had to look at the date for this. I remember, and this might not be the first thing, but it's one of the first things I can remember. In about 2006, Marvel, from their site, were releasing interviews um, uh, with creators, and I remember downloading one and burning it to a disc. Um, and I think I've got a feeling. It might not be the first one, but one of them was Neil Gaiman's interview when he wrote Eternals. Wow. Um, with JRJR. And there was an interview with that, and I've still got that on disc. Yeah. And But I'm not sure whether that came first or Around Comics and Bullpen Bulletins came first. I can't really remember. Mm. But, um, that, I mean, Around Comics has come back, actually. It's come back. It's not quite as good as it was. It's a bit more YouTube-y now. But um, back then, it was that and Bullpens were, were great for me. I used to listen to I didn't – was it Geek – was the one that Vince listened to. I, can't I don't think I listened to that one. Was it Geekspeak um, or something like that? Called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I didn't. That, and that's that's a start drug for a lot of people. You hear that quoted a lot. Mm. Uh, and I think that's where 11 o'clock came from. Like, a, there's a history to podcasting now, isn't there? We look back and we think, yeah, you know, we, we're getting we're well almost into the third decade that people have been recording podcasts now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, it's, I'm going to say mid to early 2000s, I started trying to find stuff to download and burn to disc. And back then, burning to disc took ages. Oh, Christ, I know, <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so I've still got a few of them. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where I kind of started listening, you know. It's quite interesting because I think, I don't know if anybody's done this, but they may do, but it'd be interesting to see if, if ever there was kind of like a family tree of, you know, like podcasts that people yeah. pull together. You know, like they do with bands and stuff, where where did they originate and then yeah. where did they split off and where did that okay. influence other people? That'd be fascinating stuff. Cause yeah. It's the old, um, sex pistols gig, isn't it? Where everyone mm. went off and formed a band. There's yeah. a bit of that, I think. And I think that comes from that geek speak, um, podcast. I think there's a bit of that. Two Moros did a, a book about podcasters. I'm going oh, to right. say about 10 years ago. Um, 
and 11 o'clock around comics. And I think John Suntris, who I know a little bit as well, are on it. Well, I know John because John was a guest on the show and I meet, yeah. I meet up with him when we're in New York. And Word Balloon was sort of, I was an early adopter of that as well. Um, no, yeah. it's, it's fascinating stuff, isn't it? And then, as I say, you know, the one thing, again, a bit like the comics world, um, I've found that the majority of people that I've met and I've spoken to through podcasting about podcasting and stuff and asking for help have been nothing but supportive and helpful you know oh, it's, good. Another, That's it's good. another one of those things isn't it you know it's the joke everybody's got a fucking podcast and it's like well yeah it really is yeah so I do mean... i you know um, <laughs> yeah well but... the middle-aged men now we don't buy guitars anymore we just yeah. go and buy you know start a podcast yeah <laughs> I know what you mean. it's like modern age <laughs> rock and roll isn't it but yeah. um but everybody's really helpful and genuinely you know kind of giving you advice and, and tips and stuff. And I, I think that's, it's nice. It's a nice thing, you know. Oh, good. Especially yeah. in the current climate when we all need something just to cheer ourselves or cheer other people up, hopefully. And that's the point of what, what I try and do is just figure if one person listens to it and enjoys it, yeah. job done, you know. Yeah, I think I think you can't worry about listenership. I think no. I try not I try not oh, to God, worry no. about it. It's not, yeah. Um and I think you, there's there's reasons people get into it, mm. and I think some are good and some are bad. I'm going to say, um, some people get into it to or you know augment to add to the sales of perhaps their comic or something like that or right. their brand. Mm. Um, and in comics and elsewhere, you see quite a lot of actors. You know, when they're out of work, well, suddenly they'll a, a podcast will pop up for oh, three yeah. months and then disappear again, and you get a bit of that. Mm. And we see them come and go a bit. Um, but I'm not after promoting myself. Um, I've never asked to go on a podcast or anything like that. Um, mm. And I don't go on video and I don't do any of that either. You, you know, you'd be hard yeah. pressed to find me. Um, and so I just, I just do it because I love the, so it's about the comics for me. This I'm an evangelist for the comics. And I think we're in, we're in danger of them disappearing. Mm. I genuinely think this is the first time I've, I've been really nervous about the upcoming year, mm. about how it's going to go. And I think, mm. I was chatting to um, Tom Stewart from that comic smell last night. We did a we did an episode about a fancy graphics book, and we were saying, look, we need we need to be those guys who go out. Just getting the comics into the hands of one person who starts the hobby yeah. is enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a worrying time, and and it is, mate. It is, and you know, I think publishing's dipping, and you know, people can't afford to to sort of purchase stuff, and we've all got a part to play in that about creating and trying to make as accessible and affordable yeah. as we can it's not easy because creating things isn't cheap sometimes but yeah you know i think we have got a, a kind of responsibility to try and get as much out there just to keep it alive i do think the small press stuff and the indie stuff next year is going to yeah, be absolutely it, critical i've yeah. literally just texted dan i'm just it was in the in a in a whatsapp group with dan and i just texted him saying um him and vince saying you know small press is our last chris last greatest hope you know, really yeah. is. I think, yeah, with the, the the dramas we hear about DC and the quality oh. dips and the sales charts and I don't know. It's, um, DC breaks my heart though because I was a DC <sighs> kid growing up. Yeah, um, we talked about but, it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I just yeah. they were more readily available. You know, it was more difficult to find Marvel comics other than Marvel UK than DC on yeah. the, the sort of spinner racks where I lived, and um, it just it breaks my heart now to see where it is and it's it's not i mean it's not all laid at the floor of covid and things like that you know that's no, not, really, not it's been going on for decades hasn't it 
to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but... correct marketing. You've got a, you've got an audience who aren't going out. You know, comics sh- should be the alternative. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think the I think all the stupid arguing that we keep out of you and I keep out of it. We we don't mm. side with anyone, and we don't on the ACP. We we talk about the comics, but I do feel like I'm in that cowboy film. You know, the comedy cowboy film where there's a fight going on around me, yeah. and I'm just trying to move my pint to stop it getting spilled. You know, and like, that's a brilliant analogy. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah, you're right. That barroom brawl, and all you want to do is sit and have a quiet drink. And um and just yeah, you I just, just observe it, but no, yeah, no, you're right. Rowing right. over nothing. Yeah. yeah, and people love it as well. They love a good row, don't they? They love a good Barney. Yeah. And I, I just I, people just asked. out the blue start arguments with me. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> you know, I just ignore it. I don't know what you're going on about. I don't know who you are. Yeah, they probably so, just think you're, you're game for it. They probably think you're you're going to pile in. Yeah, that angry old man Tony will start me. So yeah. like, always disappoint them by never giving them what they want, mate. That's yeah, the, that's I just the way, isn't it? punch them in the balls when I see them in person. Yeah. When I was um, when I was a counsellor years ago, one of the best bits of advice I ever got from someone was, you know, because that's that's very similar. In everybody wants to fight, you know, everybody, no matter <laughs> right, what it yeah, is, okay, yeah. you can yeah, do yeah, yeah. you can do something really good for people, and the first thing they'll do is go, "Well, you didn't do that, did you?" And you're like, "Oh, fucking hell," you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I remember this this um, kind of mentor of mine at the time, and he said, "Look." One bit of advice, he says, if somebody starts, just don't give them the oxygen. You know, yeah. don't give them anything they can feed off. Just ignore it. Took me a while to realise that, but I've certainly mm-hmm. realised that over the last year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it's, and the it's, only reason I see these things is sort of people bring them to my attention. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. And I've kind of my, carried that yeah. into like the comics world and, and other yeah. things, other popular culture where I see stuff and I just think, there's so many things I could say, but it's just not worth Because I don't want to get dragged into it. I just can't be arsed. Life's Nobody wins an argument online, do they? Nah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wins, do they? Nah. Nobody wins. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> on more positive notes, sir. Yes. So you've mentioned it a yeah. couple of times, and we're here to talk about the Never Iron Anything podcast. What a which... ridiculous name. Well, I want to ask you, because yeah. I used to, I mean, I read your Never Iron Anything blog, but where did the Thank name you. actually come from? Um... Because I don't iron anything, um, <laughs> genuinely, and because I used to be quite a drinker, <laughs> and I just sort of stupidly thought that was a good thing while sitting in a coffee shop one morning thinking I need to. So I was away. I worked away from home for a long time, and I worked right. home, uh, overseas. So I was, um, you know, I'd, I'd spend two months in America, come home for a weekend. So I just I didn't have the continuity of being able to have social media or have a blog or anything like that because I was always on the go and on planes and stupid stuff like that and on trains and, you know, and, um, and when I've, I've changed, I sort of sort of moved parts of the job, which meant I was in, I was based more in the UK for sort of nine months of the year. I thought, right, okay, let's, it's time to um, start a blog and start talking about the comics I'm enjoying. And that yeah. was kind of it. And um, I did rather drink too much at the time. And I, I, I think I was, I know that I can picture the cafe I was sat in, one morning with a laptop because it was laptops back then, wasn't it? Sat mm. in a laptop in with a laptop open in a cafe in uh, Pimlico, and I thought, "Oh fuck it, what's all this blog stuff about?" And then I I called it Never Iron Anything, and then Derek Watson, who used to be sadly passed away, used to be the the owner of the comic shop in St Albans, um, did me a logo for it because he thought it was funny, mm. um, and uh, it just sort of rolled on from there. And a lack of imagination, really. And I, I do. No, rather I like pre- it. I think it's it's great, and it, I don't know. There's just something about it that appeals to me and it suits you because it's that kind of to me it conjures that that kind of sense of 
enough's enough and you don't need to keep polishing something because it, oh, it's either good or it's right. not and that's what that's what i thought it was about i thought it was about you know kind of the the analogy of don't try and iron something don't try and get the wrinkles out because sometimes the wrinkles are the most interesting bits of the work and well i'm i'm now going to say that from now on thank you, you can have, i'll edit this yeah, out <laughs> and you can have it for 50p <laughs> I'm owning that. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, but no, I did. No, I, I'd read into it. It's amazing how you can read into things, isn't it? I was trying to mull over, and I had some notes written down here where I, I kind of had that as a thought okay. process. So it's quite interesting to know I was talking complete and utter shit as usual. So, <laughs> well, you know me. You've met me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the best dressed man in the world, and uh, I don't know when. I, I mean. As you well know, for the first two years of my life, I ended up ironing everything because it was required. And uh, and now I don't iron absolutely anything. And now I sort of made a career of just looking scruffy. So, yeah, so it sort of worked. And then it came to doing – so I had the blog, and then I thought, well, I need a big cartel. So I might as well use that. And then I thought, oh, I've got a podcast. Well, people will know what it is. I've already got a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Pete Davis, actually, um, good lad, did me a logo. Um, the other day, which I sort of, I've actually got a sort of semi-professional logo. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good lad actually. Very yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah. So, you just want to explain the concept of the Never Iron Anything podcast to anyone that may not have heard of it? Yeah, thanks, man. So the it actually got some. Um, again, this is me falling into stuff. So I um I work for No Brow, and we have long, even before I worked for them, they came to me and said, "Oh, we'd like to do a podcast. Could you help out?" And I said, "Okay." So. I went and bought a podcast. You know, you pay for the Podbean thing, and I bought the programs to record it and edit it and stuff like that. And uh, so I had it sitting there. And, and the nature of us at No Bro is we're lovely people, but you know, sometimes things take a back seat. Yep. And it's still being talked about now, sort of three years down the road. And when it hit lockdown, I thought, I've got, a, I've, I'm paying every, every every month. The bill used to come in. I thought I'm paying for this. Yeah. Why don't I just do one? I'm a bit bored. And I, at that point, I was only working two days a week. Um, then I got taken on for five days a week and mm. it sort of got to the point where I had, um, I didn't have a huge amount of time on my hands, but I'd already started it. And the nature of comic collectors like you and I is we're kind of OCD, aren't we? I suppose. A little so bit. I thought, I'm, yeah. So I thought I'm going to start it in. I thought I may as well, I've got everything set up. Yeah. And I've done a couple of trial runs for no brow and, um, Peony Gent, who was going to be doing it with me, she, um, she left to, to move on and do something else. Right. She got, she got taken on as an artist in residence and, um, I thought, oh, well, it's, with COVID, this ain't happening anytime soon. Um, I might as well make use of it. And uh, so I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I spent my life talking to, you know, pals about what's a good comic, you know, suggesting comics to people and people suggesting comics to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll just get on every week. I'll get someone on and they can suggest a comic. It's almost like a challenge. Um, a lot of them are ones like, like when you came on the Batman series, you came on, we talked about I'd read, but some of the stuff I haven't read. Yeah. Um, and I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to research it. And a lot of the time the guests like yourself and H, you know, they do, they do their, you know, you do your background research and stuff. So you come in with, um, with a bit of a weapon in your hand about what to talk about. So I thought, well, I'm going to research this properly. I got, I've become a bit sick of podcasts that don't do any research. It's one mm. of my pet hates. I thought, give a bit of history, try and encourage people in lockdown to find these books, all of which were available um, to go away and read them. And it was kind of like a read along one, really, I suppose. Yeah. It's the kind and- of idea. It's it's great as well because it's because it is quite unlike um, other comics podcasts. I suppose the closest would be the Mega City Book Club, in the sense that you know you will focus on an issue or a story arc, or sometimes you've even gone broader, haven't you, and looked at you know like a whole a single creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, the 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 format around 
diving into an individual issue is really, really, I mean, it's right up my street. I love it because, I mean, I, the reason, one of the reasons I do this is because I just love listening to people talk about their passions or talking okay. with a passion yeah. about things. And obviously, yeah. like you, you know, I love all things kind of creative and, and comics particularly. But some of the some of the episodes I've listened to where people have really talked about not just the the comics or the art or the writing or what, but but their experience of reading the comic and the history of it and th- I, I absolutely adore that, mate. I think it's yeah. brilliant. Well, you do find out some real gems about creators, yeah, that you didn't know before, yeah. And it's made me um, again, and I've said this to to a couple of people that I've had on previously. It's cost me a lot of money as well because I've ended up then <laughs> yeah. either tracking the you know tracking the book down to read it or digging it out you know spending hours going through long boxes and stuff because i know i've got it somewhere and but it's brilliant it's like a real nostalgia trip um for me because it you know a lot of what you talk about resonates with me and then you know brings back kind of flashes of when i was collecting and reading comics you know 20 30 odd years ago even it's Um, it's interesting because um for the for nearly everyone that's come on, we don't really tackle modern comics, and the no. most picked upon area, um, you and H uh, and Eamon, I know, has been on previously, and Vince, who's been on previously, they all seem to pick something that's that sweet spot of the eighties. Mm. Um, it's such a, a period that's so strong with stuff. We've got an, another two coming up soon. Yeah, um, uh, and I love I love hearing that. I lo- and you're right. There, there, there's a there's a creative hotspot there that just keeps returning to us yeah um a death in the family you came on and talked about is, is just in the middle of all that isn't it you know yeah yeah and uh, you know so i think i said at the time i mean i've waffled on quite a lot to be i do apologize no it's good but, no, um, it's good you know it was it was it means a lot to me personally as well that book you know it isn't just about yeah. the fact that you know i like batman blah 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 um it, it kind of does have a special place and, and i get that from other episodes i've listened to as well i mean some of the ones that stand out to me for different reasons. So the, the Asterix. Um, yeah, with Rich Sheaf. Yeah, Rich yeah, is great. Yeah. That was great because I have never been a fan of Asterix ever. You know, okay. I've, never, I've never really read it um, and yeah. it's never appealed to me. But listening to you guys talking about it made me want to go back and look at it with more mature eyes and, and things like that. And actually, I started to really enjoy it. And it was weird because I never thought I'd enjoy it. Yeah, that's and that's yeah, a real, weird. a really interesting research project for me because I think yeah. uh, I spent a couple of weeks reading up on Pilot and all this, you know, all mm-hmm. the French background to it, and yeah, it's 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 quite a history. Yeah, we I, did one on Spanish comics last night, and again, I didn't know mm-hmm. the first thing about Spanish comics. Yeah, and they're they're incredibly interesting as well. Yeah, and I completely Which makes it sound a bit dry, but it's not. No, it's it isn't. A, yeah, no, and I completely missed the puns yeah. in it, you know, and all that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It? and I'm thinking, how the fuck did I not get this? But I'm thinking, well, because I was probably about. <laughs> like seven or eight you know at the time and it because it didn't appeal to me i didn't invest time in it you know i was more of a a kind of cape and cowl kind of fan so i wanted yeah action it looked a bit kiddie for me which was you know ironic because it really wasn't when you read it um so that one i loved and the other one i loved and i've said this to aim was the one you did on warrior magazine because oh we loved that yeah i mean that was a big turning point um in aim's sort of comic reading life is that he rediscovered comics by walking into a news agency in issue uh, issue one of warrior yeah and that's why firstly warrior you can still get cheaply and yet it's got some of the best most respected comics in it's got v vendetta it's got miracle man marvel man rather it's got you know there's there's 
there's actual press button. There's, there's oh. characters in that that if it was an American comic from that period would cost you a bundle. Um, but it's an incredible issue, man. That oh, I, I have a certain period in my life when I was buying that, and it really it, it's reminiscent, isn't it, of our yeah. our yeah. reading lives. I think. And the thing with Warrior as well. I mean, not only I mean, because I've said this um, previously that I think if if anybody who wants to be an artist now or you know look at how to do black and white art particularly just pick up an issue of warrior because from front to back you know different styles but everybody in there could master you know the the kind of balance between light and dark and negative space it's an absolute master class a bit like the old 2000 ad used to be before he went caught you know it was a master class of some of the greatest talent in comics just I know you're producing. a big Steve Dillon fan, but oh, I mean the God. stuff in there that he's doing was, you know, he was, he was a kid back then. He was. It was I mean, he yeah, was, it was great. ridiculous. I was on this. I was talking about Steve Dillon on um, an upcoming show with Eamon, and right, it's like you know, you look at his work, and I think he was about probably about seventeen, eighteen when he was doing the Warrior stuff, and you're like, yeah. it's fucking insane. It's like it, <laughs> yeah. it is insane. It's like you look at it and you go, there's no way that somebody that young could be that accomplished. Yeah, yeah, and then he was. And it's just unbelievable. That magazine, again, was just something, as you say, it captures... It's not just actually Warrior. It was, for me, because I lived in... I didn't live near a comic shop, so I had to just basically buy what I could see when I could see it. Yeah. And I managed to fill the gaps of my Warrior collection by going to comic cons, mostly in Manchester and stuff, and you'd see them and you'd pick them up. And I'm only missing, I think, two issues now from the whole run, so I need to... Never been never been um, reprinted either, when you think no. about it. No. Well, yeah. the, with all the... I mean, you talked about this brilliantly, but, you know, with some of the issues around licensing and things like that, I don't think it ever will be. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think Des could actually pull all that together. Because imagine trying to do something I... with Marvel, yeah. man, and, you know, stroke, you know, it's just going to be a complete shit show, isn't it, from the go? Yeah, so... it's, it's undurable when you've got V Vendetta in the mix. You yeah. Know, the Bo I... Jeffrey saga, all this sort of thing. Yeah, it's... And I don't think I want to see it reprinted as well. I think, you know, it's one of those beautiful things that should just be left in the the single-issue run. I think it just... He reprinted the Halls of Horror, House of Hammer, yeah, different names, in a a sort of... Just, like, some of the pages are a bit wonky and the Mm. paper's wrong, but I thought I'm going to buy it anyway. Me and Jason Wilson bought it to talk about it, but, yeah... I'm not sure if he has any form of licensing around that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, went, I ordered a load of comics on eBay once from somebody in Brighton. I think I was living in Croydon at the time. Right. And um, he said, why don't you come, why don't, you know, you in the area. I said, I can do. So I'll come down. So I went and collect because it was a sort of boot full of comics. I drove down there, knocked at the door, and it was Des. It was his house. <laughs> and Des opened the door. And I literally said, fuck me, you're Des Skin. And he went, yeah, 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 come in. And uh, we ended up having quite a boozy afternoon. Um Back then, it was a right to drive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was allowed then. And uh, the I didn't drive for anyone that's worried. But the uh, I ended up in his house for about four hours, just chatting to him about comics. It was the best time ever. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's got kind of got just a basement full of all of his old comics. But I think he's run out of issue one of Warrior. So watch that start to go up in price. Right? It's already flying up. I, mean, I don't know if you've seen the issues oh, is lately, the, the prices. Yeah, because I was looking for um, a couple of issues I need. Oh, okay. And... One of them, I think it's issue 19, I think I need. Right. And last I saw it, was about 50 quid. Oh, bloody hell, oh, it I'm has like... then. For years it wasn't. It was all... No? Yeah. Oh, and for years okay. I kept looking at it thinking, oh, I must buy those two issues to fill, <laughs> yeah. fill yeah. the run and then never never found the impetus to do it until lockdown. And now I'm sat there thinking, 
I need to just wait until I can snatch a bargain here. Cause I, I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's a shame because, you know, I am a bit of a, like us all, I tend to be a bit of a completist with these short run yeah. things, you know. I, um, I, it's like I've got two issues. Do you ever, do you ever remember uh, DC Superheroes Monthly that reprinted a lot of the really Oh, with old... the, the really painterly covers. Yeah, with the, yeah. the covers. I'm not going to say much about the covers, but the interiors were beautiful. I mean, because it was, you know, the old Kurt right. Swan <laughs> stuff and things like yeah. that. Neil Adams was in there quite a lot. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And I found I've got a couple of gaps in that, and I thought, oh, I must pick those up. Because there weren't a lot of them. I think there was only probably yeah. about 19 in total. And then, But even there, like, you know, ten quid an issue. Are they? I okay, I know um, Orbital had them a while ago, mm. but the one of the covers is literally every DC Comics character, isn't it? Yeah, with a key. I remember having that as a kid and like pouring over that. Mm. Oh, he's Omac. That looks interesting. Yeah, yeah it's like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. But uh, yeah, that's something just... we don't hear. Sorry to interrupt, babes. No? But that's something we don't hear. Is I describe myself as a comic collector, and we don't hear that enough anymore. No. Yeah. Oh well. No, because you can't collect these days unless you want something entombed in two inches of plastic, can you? you <laughs> yes, labbed. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. It you know, absolutely makes me cry that. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking as well, you know, I mean, we're not going to get to the point where, you know, we need a new generation to discover these comics. And this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about with yeah. Never Iron Anything. I think the importance of it is that it introduces people, hopefully, to a whole world of of older comics that they may never have even knew existed. And that's what I love about it. You know, it, it, like you say, none of your guests really talk about anything modern, but I would think if there were more modern comics readers listening to it, and I'm sure there are, that they would then think, Oh, actually I'm going to go back and have a look at this. I'm going to go back and have a look at, you know, um, when Alan Moore wrote the last Superman story and things like that, because, you know, it's pivotal in, in comics history, but also, it's just bloody good stuff as well, and it's very different to what you get today. And yeah, I think you're doing a service there by actually keeping the the flame burning for you know Bronze Age and stuff, and trying to get people to to maybe broaden the horizons a little bit. And I think and in the UK we're missing stuff. out. And I know Pete Watson does well. Pete Watson does a lovely DC podcast, uh, the Earth Two podcast, and he talks about the history of comics as well. But I do think we're in danger of losing corporate memory in yeah. relation to the history of comics. I think I think it's beginning to shine through with the creators we're getting on board. So I know, uh, is it Mariko Tamaki got, she got a bit of shit, didn't she, over the, mm. the new Starfire book. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I, I don't care. It's, it's not for me, so do what you like. But I think there's a lot of creators who are coming in <clears throat> and rather than knowing about the history of I don't know. Let, let, well, let's say Omac because I just mentioned him. Yeah, they're like recreating it as a new thing, and I think we're gonna we're gonna lose all those people like Paul Levitz and Mark Wade eventually yeah. who know the history of all these characters, uh, and we're just gonna be stuck with just everyone redoing a character in their yeah. own with their own idea with, without paying any service to what the character was meant to be from the start. Mm. And I'm not I'm not precious, but. You know, Superman was created in such a way to be an example of for for such and such reasons. And if mm. nobody knows the history of that, then it's going to be a bit lost. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons we talk about it. And um, and I do enjoy doing... And these days of YouTube as well, it's quite an enjoyable experience doing research. So for the Peter Bag one, I, I must have watched 10 Peter Bag interviews, which is brilliant. Mm. You know, and I find him very engaging. Uh, and you just get little things out of each one. Yeah. And it, it just, you get people 
talking about real niche creators as well. I mean, because we another one I loved was the Vaughn Bode. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Or Bodie. Yeah. I can never... I always called him Vaughn Bode, but is it Bodie? Is, is I think it's Bodie. Right? I'd call him Bode as well. Yeah. I wasn't... I mean, I knew about him and I'd seen a few things. And I, had, I, I had his stuff in Epic Illustrated, but Pete's like a... Pete loves him. Pete Dory's yeah. the one talked about him. And Pete loves his stuff and... Um, that was a rabbit hole. Also an eBay rabbit hole, I might add. Oh, I know, um, yeah. yeah. But we uh, we, had a, we had a blast talking about him. And, and Pete came on and talked. Um, we talked Killraven, which is a passion of ours, both of us. Mm. Absolutely love Killraven. And mm. we got some feedback from Don McGregor on that one, which was, wow. which was nice. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, yeah. He told yeah. us off about getting a couple of things wrong, actually. <laughs> but uh, he was very good. At least he listened to it, you know. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. And, um, mm. I mean, so what's the list of people waiting to come on? Is it is it quite long? Have you got some quite rare things lined up? Or Yeah, we have. We've got um, – well, we just did Mary Fleener. Mary Fleener wrote us a lovely email back. Um, I love Mary's work. Big fan of her stuff. But we've got um, – I've got Simon Russell. So we've got some a few news. We've, we've got to the point where we're sort of rotating a few people. Yeah. Uh, some people have got time. Um, I haven't ever had anyone on who I haven't, I have to say, this is a lie. The only person I've ever approached and asked to come on was Helena. Um, because, uh, I just want, I wanted to hear her talk about some, uh, about, about some art and she's extremely good, man. One of our favorite ones. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Um, but other than her, I've never had, I've never approached anyone to come on. It's always been people saying, oh, I fancy chatting about this. Can I come on? Mm. And, um, it's turned into a bit of a rotating. So Al Henderson's, Al's great. Love Al. He he and I are pretty much the same age and very much of the same mind about stuff. Um, and we've got Tom Stewart and Dave Robertson, Rich Sheaf and Eamon, Eamon Clark. Yeah. Uh, and you've been on. And we, we um, Rory Donald's come on. Um, but we've got Simon Russell coming on. I've been friends with Simon for a few years now. Right. Um, and Simon's very much into the sort of alternative in UK scene stuff. He's into a lot of things. That's wrong of me to say. But so we've got um, we've got a darling of the 80s, 90s scene coming on. Who I, I I once had a almost had a fight in front of him <laughs> with someone, uh, which is quite amusing. Um, we've got um, Rich is going to come back. Uh, got I've, Al's got a project on the go. He started the research on it, which I've got to start as well for an, an, another episode. But I've just received he tipped his head to me about a Nick Cardi book. Um, I would I chatted chatted about Nick Cardi's covers the other day, mm. and um, I thought, oh, that's good. And I bought it, and I'm I'm very tempted to get him on to talk about this war book that Nick Cardi did, which is beautiful, beautiful stuff. Mm. Um, I tend not to be I tend to be only like a month or two in advance booked up, right? Um, but people, it just tends to be people coming in. Oh, I've got an idea. Like, but Pete Dory's having to think about it in the next one he wants to do. Yeah. Um, what else have we got coming up? Rich's. I'm waiting for Rich's next one. We've got some Superman for All Seasons, which I think is a great series. Mm. We're going to be talking a bit about that. Um, but I got to the point where um, somebody might say to me, oh, should we talk about Watchmen? I'm saying, no, no, no. There's enough people talking about Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, let's do something else. Um, or they say, oh, can we talk about New Frontier? I mean, the guy came in and talked about New Frontier. I said, no, let's talk about something else, man. New Frontier has been talked to death. Mm. That's fine. So we talked about Airboy, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm open to offers. Um, I've not turned anyone down yet, to be fair. Some people come to me and they say, oh, um, do you want to talk about the whole of Hulk Weekly? And I'm thinking, right, I've got the whole of Hulk Weekly sitting in front of me. I'm thinking, oh, when do I find time in my life yeah. to go through um, yeah. to go through that? But uh, yeah, well, Could you do it projects. justice as well? Because yeah, you, know, exactly. you, you, you yeah. have tightened up. I know when you first started, um, they kind of they, were, they ran as long as they ran. And yeah. then I've noticed that now you, you're quite good at keeping it compact within that kind of, you know, uh, roughly around an hour mark. Yeah. So we discussion. tend to hit... 
around an hour with the subject and then yeah. as a little hook to get people on because a lot of people are creators or they're running their own podcasts or they're running their own blogs i say look we, we'll do an hour on you know the book the book of your choice um mm. but then we'll you know we, we'll do sort of 15 20 minutes on you and promote what you've got going on um yeah. and people have been doing that yeah and do you think that has helped with the selection of the titles that you look at then because you know, like, like you were just saying, for example, you know, somebody says, I want to do the whole of Hulk Weekly. And it's like, well, you couldn't possibly do it justice in an hour, you know, yeah. in my opinion. You could you you could talk about it as a as a construct in an hour and about how great it is. But you couldn't actually do any deep dive into any of the key elements of it, I wouldn't think, um, unless you spoke really quickly. <laughs> yeah. But by, yeah. by allowing maybe, because I know you've done some quite a few single issues as well. Yeah. And they seem perfect for an hour. You know, because yeah. I I can think of lots of single issues that I can bore somebody to death for an hour on because you know you've you're that familiar with them and you've reread them and read into them and then read about them and then gone back and reread them that you've yeah. had quite a complex layered view of that story or where it now sits in what would have been canon then or what might be canon now if if such a thing even exists with the major companies but you know it's did you find that that may have helped to to focus the, the discussion a bit more yeah i think so um funny enough i just speak to johnny cannon about doing a couple of issues in nexus so that's that's on the cards as well um and i think a lot of these books as well it, we've steeped in nostalgia isn't it it's a it's yeah. a hobby of nostalgia and i think a lot of the the panels of these things are just burnt into our retinas because we looked at the, them so many times as kids or teenagers yeah um and I think there's there's definitely that. I think we did um, we did a Barry Windsor Smith X Men episode myself and Eamon, and that was a single issue. But mm. you could talk. He, he and I could have talked about Barry Windsor Smith for four hours, never mind an hour and a half. You know. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice little exercise. Um, part of it was uh, the part of the reason I did the podcast. I forgot to mention this really is I I, I used to do a review a day. Um, in April I did a review a day, and I moved it to March this year. Yeah. Um, and I. I've got a certain reputation. <laughs> I'll be honest about your comic. Um, and I found that I got no submissions right. for it, or very few submissions, because people um, didn't. People now don't like people being honest about their comics. They just want a nice promotional piece about their comic. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, F this. I'm gonna, just going to do a podcast and talk about it there. So we are a little, we, are, we, we can be critical of elements. I know when Rich and I talked about Doonesbury, um, we had um, – had a differing of opinions of it in a bit of a way, but we we chatted about it as gentlemen as, and and it, you know there's nothing to fall out with <laughs> reading a comic strip. So we 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 you know we just discussed it, and that's the point. Yeah. Um. So it's an extension of the review in a way. It is yeah. a re- I call it a review show because we are reviewing just the fact that we're choosing some of the best examples in the you know of the medium to talk yeah. about. Yeah. It hits that sweet spot for me because a lot of it goes right back to probably when I was at the peak of yeah my love and of a lot comics. of people were i think yeah um, yeah before now actually because i'm probably back at that level again i mean it's more difficult to find as much stuff that really um holds me and i think yeah. as you get older you do become a little bit less excitable about things don't you, unfortunately you yeah know, you know when i was a kid i used to you know if i got an issue of um christ it could be anything from you know green lantern to bloody the dc superheroes monthly or whatever and I'd, I'd be absolutely like over the moon with it and i'd yeah. be just pouring over it and drawing from it and all the rest of it and now i tend to find sometimes i'm to my shame i'm reading things in between doing other things you know and i'm, and I'm realizing yeah. i don't give it quite the same time to we don't do we no yeah, we don't and I we, think... we rarely reread yeah in fact the it's only 
really, I think there's only been a few examples of more recent comics being done. I know when Ken Reynolds come on, he talked about a recent Thor issue, and then we talked about Black Dog from Dave McKee, one of my favourite episodes, yeah. actually. Um, and it's only re- only a few books that are, that are, you know, in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, incredible, well. isn't it? Yeah. And the other thing that comes through with the podcast as well is that, you know, it's that genuine love of comics. You know, um, there is a genuine love of the medium that, that, yeah. that I think is at the core of, of what you do and how you do it. And it's the same with the ACP as well. I mean, you know, yeah. you guys do that um, because you genuinely love the community and the, you know, the creation of comics in all its form. And that comes through. And I think with your show... You know, it's slightly different because it's it's that genuine love of, you know, creators that, as I say, some people would never have heard of. You know, um, yeah, I that's find the really, that's to... the real joy of it for me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's what I'm really enjoying is re is discovering. Um, so we had uh, Paco Rocker. Um, we did an episode on him last night. Me and Tom Stewart. Tom, mm. Tom always comes. Tom's always ones like in the middle of the night. I get a text from Tom saying, "What about this guy?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know about that." <laughs> Can't resist. And, and I, yeah, and I hadn't I hadn't read any of his books and like. Jesus, was I missing out? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Really, really good, man. Really good. So just talk about the, um, the, the kind of creation of uh, Narayan Anything. Did you have any influences in mind when you set about creating it that, you, that you'd maybe uh, borrowed from other podcasts or from other review shows? Or was it just, did you just decide to take it very much like you say from your reviewer's stance where you're going to go through a, a, a kind of a set process? Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, I suppose the nearest thing would be Mega City Book Club. Um, yeah. Eamon, and his is sort of 2000 AD focused. And we and, you know, we chat a lot about podcasting and stuff. And Eamon's, I think he's about to do his seventh appearance on my one. Brilliant. Um, he's always a great it, guest though, isn't he? Oh, he's, brilliant. Oh, yeah. I could listen yeah. to Eamon all day. He's just... Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. He's, so knowledgeable. He's bloke. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he puts it over well. And um, I suppose that's the nearest... But then, to, be, to be absolutely honest, I didn't think oh, I'll do a version of that. I just thought... I've, it's lockdown. Everyone's yeah. a bit bored. I'm a bit bored. Let's just get some mates on and talk about comics. And I thought, well, how do I do that? Well, mm. I'll just pick a comic and we can talk about it. And it ended up being they pick a comic and talk about it. Um, and although I've done one which I chose, which was actually Eamon, we did Eltingville because I just wanted, mm. I really wanted to talk about that. Um, and it gave, it gives me the room. It's the old story about Fleetwood Mac. You heard the story about Fleetwood Mac where Stevie Nicks has said, I love being in Fleetwood Mac. It's the best thing ever but I only get two songs on an album. So I love being on ACP. If I had to, you know, I would, I would kick and never on anything to the curb. If, you know, if it meant not being Mm. on ACP, but the, I love ACP, but there's three of us. So we only get so many guests on that are our choices, you know? Yeah. And that's, I love a lot of the guests. I don't think we've had a bad guest on, but occasionally I'm thinking, Oh, I'd really like to talk about that. And you know, there's only so much time. Yeah. And so I'm the Stevie Nicks, you know, of uh, of our podcast, and I've gone off and just done a couple of solo albums, and it's kind of, it's fine. And the boys have been on, Dan and Vince have both yep. been on, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's a bit of that, and um. It also, so it gave me the ability. So, for example, Adrian Hashimi is uh, I absolutely love him. He's one of my favourite people in the whole world. He um he was at our last drink and draw actually. He um he's a storyboard artist, so he's worked on all Robert Redford movies, and right. all this sort of thing. He's he's quite quite well known, but. He and I, whenever he's in, he lives in Harlem, and we go and see each other when I'm over if I'm in New York, and he's over here. And he was saying, oh, "I'm about to launch, launch a Patreon." Uh, I said, "Oh right, well, do you want to come on the podcast tonight?" 
which I couldn't do if it was ACP because we had a couple of weeks of booked yeah. up guests and, yeah. you know, would have missed the launch of it. And I thought, oh, well, let's get uh, let's get Adrian on. So I got Adrian on and we talked about Malaysian folklore and comics and stuff for a couple of hours. And it was a really good one. Mm. So it's, I, do, I do allow myself that ability to slip off and do other stuff as well as this sort of book of the week. So Bob Fingerman and I are buddies. And whenever we talk, we talk, we're talking on the phone about comics and about our respective dogs and stuff like that. A bit like you and I, who's sending mm. each other pictures of dogs. And, uh, <laughs> And I said to him, why don't we, you know, he's got a new book out, uh, Dotty's Inferno. And I said, well, why don't we just do what we're doing now? We'll record it and I can stick it as a podcast and you can sort of ship it around as, you know, this is what my new book's about. So, yeah, right, so it came on. And it just gives me the ability to do off, you know, sort of off the cuff recordings and stick them out because I don't have a set day or anything. Yeah. I uh, just stick them out on a fancy. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like me. So, you know, I try to try to not shackle myself to being. Yeah too regular as well uh, as we were talking earlier you know the, the editing bit can take forever sometimes yeah, yeah. for me particularly so i thought i don't I want to mean. set any expectations that it's going to be a regular show it'll just be that's why it's sporadic because i do it when i feel like doing it to be honest and i'm also relying on other people's time and i know that so if, if somebody says i can't do this week can we do next week fine you know yeah um and i, I think I it's you said before you've got to enjoy it you know you've got to enjoy doing yeah. it and i loved this i love talking to people like yourself and other guests who you know genuinely interest me um and i get a lot from that and i, I from feedback i get some other people Ooh, get a lot you. from that which is great you know because that's the point um but you're right i don't want to pigeonhole yeah. myself into just talking about a particular subject which is why we've do we did the the reviewing one with you you know and right okay we, you know we've done one on on other process things and i've had artists yeah. on you know i spoke to graham humphreys about his poster yeah. art yeah. stuff like that because i'm just trying to give give an insight into things that i find interesting and hope other people will as well so i can see exactly what you mean about you know having that ability to switch topics or or themes you know when yeah. you feel like it yeah and it's uh it will be looked back on as the you know the age of podcasting due to covid i'm sure mm. you know but um I, I mean i'm a big listener to podcasts i love podcasts so i used to drive a lot and uh, so that i would listen to them but i also walk the dog like you i walk the dog for a couple of yeah. hours every day so i just ingest them that way um yeah and I, I do think it's weird isn't it when we're a visual medium that has so many podcasts about us which is just an audio <laughs> product you know um, yeah I do think nothing worth mentioning on podcasting that I thought I, 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 in my notes I thought I might mention to you is the difference between YouTubers and podcasters. Right. Um, I think it's a different, it's a totally different medium. Mm. So to be visually interesting and keep that up, there needs to be that strange energy that I find somewhat annoying <laughs> on, yes. a, on a YouTube one, you know, but a podcast is the equivalent because we, we all grew up listening to Radio 4 and stuff, didn't we? Mm. You know, you can have the ability just to you, you it's in your ears or playing through your car as you drive around it's a different thing mm. um it's uh i i hate to say it but i think a podcast can be the more intellectual option yeah no i agree um, i agree yeah. and and i find i mean i've tried to watch um youtube sort of casts on comics and the comics medium and i don't find them as engaging which is weird no. like you say for a visual medium but I'm the kind of person yeah. that I've always preferred sport on the radio, you know, so I've always preferred yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. So if, if if there's a football match and I want to watch on TV or it's on the radio, I, I would listen to the radio a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And it's just, that's always been the way. And I think that's possibly as again, because the nature of what we do as being creative people, 
that yeah. there's that element of you've got your own imagination that's firing as well when people are talking and you know you're describing pages and and panels and things like that and a lot of them you know I may be familiar with and a lot of them I may not but it allows me to build that visual image and I actually quite like that you know yeah um, yeah yeah. So yeah it's, it's, it's why i listen to i listen to much more big finish doctor who audios and i watch the television yeah i just really like listening to them as i drive around i think you've got to be active when you're listening to them as well you can't put a podcast on as you lay in bed ready to go to sleep because it just sends you to sleep it's like a talking book isn't it you know mm. um i know it's, it's just good and you and i both live in the world when it's not covid of commuting to work Mm. And it's the perfect accompaniment, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And like you say, dog walking. I mean, I've, I've yeah. taking Marty out and just listening to a, you know, a range of podcasts. So just just on that very briefly, then. Mm. So your pod list, then, would it is it all comics, or do you have other things that that interest you that maybe people might be surprised that you a, you subscribe to? There's a. I listen to some political ones. Yeah. Um, so Americast, I listen to um, just for work. Um, which was about the American elections. Yeah. Um, I listened to Front Row, which is the BBC Radio 4 arts programme, which is a sort of nightly thing. Um, but And I get terribly annoyed with it. Yeah. You know, I'm a typical Radio 4 listener. Yeah. Uh, I get terribly annoyed with it. Um, and the the only other one than, than comics I listen to is I listen to um, the Clones cast, which is a Bruce Lee... Bruce Ploitation. I'm not sure if you're aware of this genre of, uh, this, of movies, but it's after Bruce Lee died, or around the time Bruce Lee was about, everyone copied him, and there are hundreds of Bruce Lee copied movies. Wonderful. And they do a one every week, and the dude who does it, the two dudes who do it, are so knowledgeable. They'll tell you the director, they'll tell you all the, the action stars in it. Yeah. And, um, there's some amazing, you know, Game of Death 3. There's actually a film called um, The Clones of Bruce Lee, um, <laughs> which starts off with, this is how cheap they were, starts off with footage of Bruce Lee in his in you know in dead and Ooh. being taken to his funeral and they use that in the movie wow. and then they nick a bit of his body and make three clones out of it and they all have to fight Bolo <laughs> and it's I think it's Bruce Lee Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee and Dragon Lee they're the three <laughs> and uh, that's a really good fun one that's a really fun one yeah I'd recommend that definitely yeah Genius. and they've started sticking out some DVDs so same with the Wu Tang Clan would remaster a lot of the um, martial arts stuff and stick them out on Blu-ray and DVD they started right. um doing that as well so there's uh i can't remember the name of the uh, the leg fights i think it's come out from them and they've just done a poster book which i backed on indiegogo which i'm waiting to arrive brilliant yeah yeah oh, that's great stuff no that's interesting mm. i thought i wondered whether you'd have a bit of uh sort of chop socky or exploitation stuff in there you know? yeah Cause we're both lovers of the uh of the lower quality movies aren't we so yeah be fun. I, I hate i hate well i hate slick movies yeah yeah <laughs> I, I do yeah yeah um I just get yeah. really frustrated sometimes that um, when I listen to some of the, I, I, I spend ages looking for something on a particular theme. So, for example, you know, I, I look for one on John Waters, for example. Oh, I know you're a fan of his. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There isn't really a great podcast series about John Waters where you know, I, I found one on Pink Flamingos. And I thought well, this would be interesting. You know, oh, okay. people reviewing and discussing Pink Flamingos, and basically the people doing it, I'd never even heard of John Waters. All right, and they sounded, you know, not being ages, but they sounded like about eighteen, nineteen, and they were giggling around. And I just thought, well, this isn't exactly what I wanted. And I I love it when you listen to people who, like you say, with the Bruce exploitation, people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, 
I find yeah. that fascinating. It doesn't matter what it can be. You know, I just find it absolutely fascinating. I listen to a few um, kind of vintage wrestling podcasts as well. You oh, know, right, okay. There's, there's yeah. one guy who does a podcast called Greetings from Allentown, and what he does is he scours YouTube for old shows, and then he kind of, like, narrates through them and talks about them. But his knowledge of everything that went on around that is is what he brings to it. And it's fascinating. It's like, it's really funny. And it's a one-man show, which isn't easy to do. You know, that's... Right. They yeah, are it isn't, yeah. yeah. But he's just so engaging with it and amusing. And, and <laughs> it's just really, really good. And, you know, half the time, he doesn't really talk about the wrestling at all. You know, he talks about everything else that's going on. He's clearing out his mother's attic at the moment. So he's got a section which is about, you know, old shit he's found in his mum's kind of attic and stuff like that. <laughs> And it's, I just love that that fact that some people take the idea of a podcast and completely flip it into something else because they love it. You know, they love that and they yeah. will talk about that. There's and, that personal nature of podcasts as well. Mm. And I've, I've had this, you're, and you probably had it as well, is you meet people um, and they feel they know you. Um, so Simon Russell is a friend of mine. Um, he, I met him in a pub. first. I think the first time I ever met him and I met him in a pub and he says, it feels weird because tell me if I'm being over familiar because you know I listen to you on headphones and it's it's it feels like because you're such a knob it feels <laughs> like it feels like I know you I said no oh, say what you like I don't really care Simon but you know do what you like man yeah but it was it's a it's a weird one so I feel like I know a lot of these people yeah so first time I met John Suntress I'm all over hey John how you doing you know and he's like you know he didn't give me one of those who are you but I could see my, maybe he was thinking it mm. yeah yeah it's a funny it's a funny medium it's 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 a personal friendly thing. Uh, it's a and uh, for us, it's a, for ACP. It's a community building medium, which uh, I never used to believe in. But I think I think they're genuinely we've, you know, we, we've uh, um, we've brought some people together, which has been nice. And we've certainly seen creative teams form through being listeners of us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, you yeah. you you have, and that's that that can't be argued against. I mean, whether you're aware of it or not, you know, you you do a. Massive... No, the ones that have come up, I'm quite proud of. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. You, you also do just a massive service to the community as a whole. You know, for people where I mean, as as you know, I was out the um, a little comics game for years, and then it was through listening to your podcast that that turned me onto kind of small press and yeah. I mean, we're buddies stuff. now. You, you and me and H, and you know, we're all buddies, aren't we? Yeah, it's nice and, and it's uh, all through that. And yeah. it, if it wasn't yeah. for the podcast, we probably would never have met. You know, and, yeah, and I probably you know, well, I'm sorry because I probably <laughs> wouldn't have created any comics. You know, so it's your fault, um, as I've <laughs> said good. before, but. Yeah. You know, it, it is that it does serve that purpose of actually bringing you into the fold and and opening your eyes to stuff that I would never have even known existed previously. Yeah, this so, is you slowly leading me into a future question of Have you ever had any podcast nightmares? That's, I, I feel, I you, know feel you lulling me, you lulling me into a full sense of insecurity. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. To, I don't want to disappoint you, but the next question is: Have you ever had any uh, podcasting nightmares you'd like to tell us about? <laughs> Apart Funny from enough. that time you had that geezer droning on about Batman. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we did have, I'm not naming any names, but we did have a guest once in the early years of the podcast, the ACP, and it was just me and Dan and Vince sending each other gifts of us banging our heads against walls. Um, I, think yeah. I, I think I listened it to that. It wasn't you. Yeah, yeah. It's funny I can remember yeah. that because that stuck in my mind because I remember listening to it. I was in work and I was getting angry. <laughs> because was that the one where you were getting kind of one word answers and might have been yeah and he, he may have said something about jack kirby that i sparked off a bit about <laughs> yeah yeah don't disrespect the kirby my friend no. but yeah in relation to nightmares now this is a fun this is 
I think I might have told this one before, but I'm not sure. Um, I only repeat myself ever. That's all I'll ever do anymore. But we, me and Vince manned the, one of our first tables ever was at Bristol. Right. And I think it was the last Bristol convention. Mm. And a dude came over and um, he was very chatty. And he was saying, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, right, usual. Oh, how'd you write comics? I'm thinking of writing a comic, you know. So back in the old days when I actually, when I actually, actually engage with annoying people at the table and it, rather than just sort of feeding them off to Vince, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, uh, I, I, I gave him like a list. You know, I said, oh, have you tried the Bendis book? And, you know, there's all these sort of things. So I gave him a couple, a couple of books, things. And I said, well, you know, we're probably the wrong people to ask. But if you listen to this episode, there's a good, there's a good guest who talks about how he, he writes on there. You know, I think we just had Pat on for the first time. So have a listen to the Pat Mills interview and all that sort of thing. He's, oh, yeah. thanks a lot. And then um, one of the girls in the small press world came in and said, Tony, did, this this bloke keeps asking me out at the table. So I'm like, all right, okay, can you do something about it? Why, why she chose me? I don't know. But the, so I thought, right, I'm going to throw this dude out. So I went looking, I went looking for him. <laughs> yeah, anything for a pretty face. But I went looking for him and um, – I couldn't find him, and he'd left already. I think he'd obviously worked out he'd done something wrong. Yeah, you know, and he left. And, he, and let's face it, you don't hit on girls across their no. table. It's particularly bad behaviour. Um, and uh, anyway, so on the podcast, we didn't name him, although you know I do know his name. Um, we said, oh, you know, we had a great time, and oh, and by the way, at the end of the little talk about the convention, don't ask girls out over their table. Mm. You know what you're doing, you don't know them. Anyway, two weeks later, we got an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah from this bloke um and uh i think he's he had some kind of um um he was is he's, he's on saying someone's on the spectrum is that allowed but he was on he was on the spectrum in some way and he said that's the reason he did it and i don't as far as i know i don't think there's an element of being on the spectrum which makes you be sleazy to girls at their table but he you know so we had a bit of a conference about this and i said look boys this is not our fault this is his fault for yeah. doing this yeah. bad behavior. Don't worry about it. So anyway, the letter went on and on and on. And um, in the letter, it said the email, it said, uh, uh, Tony Esmond is full of SHIT. I know that because he's got, he's forever got his head up his own AWS. <laughs> right. Which uh, I never forgot. And I always say it to Vince and Vince says, let it go. He's always saying to me, let it go, let it go. But I kind of like it. I kind of, if I'd, I should have printed the email off cause it did amuse me. That we got yeah. this email, you know, saying this sort of thing. So that was one of the only nightmares we've ever had, really. Um, obviously, Vince talked about the one that didn't record, but they kind of we even turned that into a running gag. Yeah, you know, yeah, that even became amusing. Um, and we've not really had. We've had a couple of guests who were like, "Christ, I wish he'd shut up," but not much, not very often. Like mm. Maybe one a year or something. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny because when I talk to people, most people don't really have a, a nightmare story. You know, yeah. I think apart from poor Vince, but like you say, even that turned into a bit of a positive in the end, didn't it? Because yeah, we just thought it was funny. And yeah, you know, but I think I've had some difficult um, episodes where maybe I've had to lead people a bit more. You yeah, know. but yeah, that's yeah. The, not that they were bad guests, but it's just that you yeah. know, some people aren't as. I mean, for some people, I've had on. It's the first time they've ever been on a podcast, so yeah, I think a lot of people. Difficult. I mean, we. The, the the nature of us as creators of comics is we're quite people, and even just the the fans of comics, we're not in it because we go along to clubs and sing along at karaoke. You know, we, the, it's a quiet hobby. Yeah, I always hop back to that famous interview with Robert De Niro, isn't it? I think he was, I think he produced the 
we will rock you musical or something. And there was, he was being interviewed. Right. And someone in the audience said, oh, Mr. De Niro, it's great to have you here. You know, the press conference, great to have yeah, you here. Yeah. You know, it's a great musical. We really love it. Um, have you got any favourite Queen numbers that, you you know, you really enjoy? And he went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and some guests occasionally are like that, but very rarely, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Superb, superb. <laughs> so flipping that then from from yeah. you know people that maybe you've not you've had on and and maybe struggle with, if you could pick a dream guest. So as I always say to everyone when I'm doing these podcast specials, um, they can be living or dead. Um, obviously they wouldn't be dead for the purpose of the, the podcast because that would be a bit pointless. <laughs> um, but who would you have on if you could have anybody on? Never iron anything. Well, you know that you know the answer to this already. I think I do. Yeah, and I'm McDonald. free as well. It's, so, yeah. you know. Well, you firstly, and then Jay McDonald. <laughs> so, Jay McDonald, Cruising with Jay McDonald, Volume 2 is out now. The Jane, Me and Falpia are huge fans of Jay McDonald. I can uh, tell. This is, this is a genuine thing. Don't nobody laugh at it. because we. So, we were chatting about Jay McDonald one day uh, in, in uh, Tribute Press HQ, and I said to, her, said to Adam, why don't we do a comic about her where she does kung fu on a cruise liner and solves crimes? And... Uh, he said, all right, so we wrote to her. <laughs> so we wrote a letter to her and we tweeted at her saying, we'd like you to come, we'd like to do a comic about you where you kill people, do kung fu and solve crimes. Would you be interested? And we still haven't heard back, to be fair. But um, so I go on about Jane McDonald quite a lot. I think it's funny. And I, I think she's I think she's a laugh. I think she'd be up for it if she eventually got her humour. And um, so I like everything she does on um, what's that on um, Instagram and all that sort of thing. And on Twitter, I retweet her on Twitter. Um, unironically these days and I was telling Gareth Hopkins about it and he went he messaged me saying I've just checked her Instagram and you do like everything don't you I said yeah I do yeah go back years it's all on there it's all liked so she would be my ideal guest me and her could do like waiting for a great leap forward in a in a Jane McDonald style at the end how would that be that'd be yes. a great that'd be a great little number it would yeah. be although it would have to you would have to video that for it to yeah, the yeah. I don't think she would be do there'll anything definitely be camera. There, yeah, there'll definitely be some video involved. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a few. St- <laughs> you know, the, the mystery of why she's never responded will linger on. I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. think. Why, Jay? If only, why? If only we yeah. knew. If only we knew. Mm. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Jay McDonald. Actually, I didn't expect Jay McDonald. I, I, I was completely off the mark with that. Actually, one. I just did that on a cuff. I have it actually written down Doug Mensch, but I thought Jay McDonald. Ah. Better. Yeah, yeah. Doug Mensch. Me and you are fans, aren't we? We but, are. Uh... We are. And again, you know, it'd be absolutely fascinating because I don't think it's a name that, to be honest, is is I could be wrong, but I don't think would be on the tip of everybody's tongue. You, know, we, we... you never see interviews from him, do you, on nope. podcasts? Some people don't stop talking, like me. Um, but the yeah, you don't see him, and he's still about seventy-two. Lives in Chicago. I stalk him a little bit. Yeah. But the guy who did Master Kung Fu, Moon Knight, Batman, Detective, Eerie, yeah. Amiga Men, Lords of the Ultra Realm. Do you remember that with Pat Broderick? I don't he's know. Massa Cracker. He's done Vampirella, Planet of the Apes, Six from Sirius, Slash Maraud. Yeah, there's some cracking stuff out there. And, yeah. Um, and shamefully, you know. I forget about Doug Mensch until somebody mentions him or I see something with his name on, and then I remember yeah. him and I think how great he was. And yeah, and he's up there for me with Marv Wolfman and Mike yeah. Grell and Don McGregor. Yeah. And he was consistent, though, wasn't he? He was consistently he was. good. You know, yeah, he was. Brilliant. Ah, yeah. oh, fascinating stuff, mate. Hmm. So, 
one last question because I'm obviously it's uh, as we record this, it's a Saturday afternoon, and you know, yep. I'm obviously cutting into your dog walking stroke hip flask time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shouting at children in the park time <laughs> so what single piece of advice do you think you'd give if somebody because everybody's got a podcast so if yeah. somebody was to start a new podcast tomorrow what single piece of advice would you give them mate so one single piece don't read the comments oh yeah yeah, That's, yeah don't fuck don't worry a, about it it's yeah. a lesson for life though isn't it that and it just um, yeah I, was it Stephen Fry who said never read the comments it's where the uh the dregs the slime of society dwell yeah and i thought yeah, yeah absolutely it's funny enough because i saw i was talking to it just today where you know you see pictures pop up and the, sometimes you'll see the first comment and you can't not see it because it just brings <laughs> yeah. it up yeah yeah and youtube's was, terrible for it isn't it oh yeah. christ there was a guy getting his covid shot in wigan right so they had this old boy there and had the nurse giving him the covid injection and they made a thing of it and um, first comment that you could see with the picture, I don't see them wearing gloves anymore. <laughs> uh, you just think, Jesus, is yeah. that what we've become? Yes, we have, sadly. I think we have. I've actually got to the point now where I think I put out such outrageous, disgusting material in the comics. <laughs> I think people have just given up. <laughs> Just feeding you, innit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's been brilliant, mate. That's been no, that's really, been really one. enjoyable. Yeah, good and, stuff, um, man. Thanks for, you know, coming on again. Don't be silly. I always enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's been great. And I, I do genuinely love the podcast as well. And if Thank you, mate. anybody listening Cheers. to this hasn't um, listened to Never Iron Anything, then be careful because you will go down a rabbit hole because you'll do what I did, which is, I mean, I started listening from the beginning with this one. So I was quite lucky, but oh, thank you, mate. with ACP yes. particularly, you know, I spent months going back through the archives and working my way up. And not only will you find it fascinating, but I will warn you, it will cost you some money as well. Yeah. Because you, will, some money. It, yeah. you will hunt these books down. So it's I'm brilliant. On first name terms with some eBay sellers by now. After yeah. That, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna to have to edit this bit out if H listens as well. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, she's she's good like that, you know. Yeah. She's uh, she's she's learned to tolerate my my love. Of yeah, she gives me that look occasionally when I'm meeting <laughs> you too. She gives me that look. No, it's brilliant. No, it's been really good, mate. I really enjoyed thanks, it. Thanks, mate. And, and yeah. Thanks for coming on. So, do you want to just give people an idea of where they can find not only your podcast but where they can find your books, Atomic Hercules, etc. Yeah, cheers, man. So it's uh, Never Iron Anything with No Spaces. We'll pri- probably find you most of the stuff. So neverironanything.podbean.com or we'll just put Never Iron Anything into the Apple um, podcast. We'll find the podcast. Neverironanything.bigcartel.com will um, get you all of my comics, all of Tribute Press's comics, and Vince and Dan's putting their stuff on there as well at the moment. So we're sort of using that as the home base. So Vanguard and um mi666 are on there as well as Excellent. atomic hercules and the hall chronicles and stuff and tony osmond is a movie star um and never anything.blogspot.com is the blog which um i've written on the thing for a couple of weeks actually it was unlike me but with this with the christmas holidays i might i might add some stuff on there now yeah yeah and you have been busy you, to be fair as well yeah, yeah. i've been super busy like yeah sat around stalking jay mcdonald is it i'll do that um, anyway well I know, yeah. yeah you've got to have a yeah. hobby <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to know more about me you can see my stuff at um, Art92 um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram it's all Art92 and as I say every week we keep the same sort of uh, 
title for it all because when you get to my age, you're lucky if you remember to put your pants on in the morning. So if I've got more than one bloody <laughs> handle. Always worth following. You two guys, well, you two are always worth follow. Yeah, oh. I always enjoy your stuff online, man. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, although it appears our Art92 sort of chief editor, which is Marty the Greyhound, seems to be the most popular yeah. of the three of us now. So Yeah, <laughs> we used to joke about that in Nobra. Whenever we had a new book, I'd take a picture of my dog with it and it would get loads more hits. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, is, uh, is Sharknado available tonight to have a picture with the new uh, Gammy and Tails? You know, it's like that. You know. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant and uh, if you've enjoyed this show then you know feel free to check out other episodes we're on podbean spotify apple podcasts and loads of other stuff and uh, i'm going to steal a bit from the show so what are the what other podcast things are we available on tony oh, i haven't written anything down and you know what i'm like for a potty mouth <laughs> it's all right it's a potty You're mouth on, uh, show. pod cruising cruising with jay mcdonald volume two now available there you go there you go it's actually quite good yes yeah, quite good quite a good album <laughs> Oh, dear me. And uh, <laughs> just once again, thanks to Tony for giving up his time. Really appreciated it. Oh, join us. It, yeah. Oh, it's been great, mate. Always is. And join us next time for another episode of Omen to That. And until then, I'll leave you with a quote from one of my personal heroes and the legendary director, John Waters, who said, if you're going to have faith in anything, have faith in your own bad taste. Thanks for listening and have a happy and safe holiday season. Goodbye. Could be better, the vintage cheddar Relieve that pressure with a nice bit of Cheshire Cheesy Christmas We're gonna have a cheesy Christmas We're celebrating Jesus this year Baby Bell Cheesy Christmas We're gonna have a cheesy Christmas Yeah, yeah, we're celebrating Jesus Man, that was cheesy.